B, C, A, 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 Welcome everyone to Uppy in the Stash. Uh, I am your host Uppy, and back with me this week is Stash. It seems like it's been forever. You weren't on our football show last week, and I, I, I don't even know the last time I spoke to you. So, how the hell have you been? Well, you know the usual drug, sex, rock and roll, minus all the drug, sex, and rock and rolling part. <laughs> no, I'm just living well, life, you know. <laughs> I, 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 man, it sounds like you got that and down pat. So, congratulations <laughs> on that. <laughs> yeah. I'm the and. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the you know the and portion of this life right now. No, November kind of tough, you know, all family and all this stuff mm. going on, and you know that's that's about that's about it, you know. It was hard to make time, but I think my my schedule's uh, clearing up, so I should uh, be able to host regularly now. Yeah, you and me both. Um, I just uh, feel like I haven't been home much. You know, your days off at home are the most sacred, especially when you're a working parent, and I haven't had that all month. Um, Yeah, literally. So we're going into what? This weekend's the 20-whatever, the 24th Mm -hmm. or something. (laughs) Uh, This will be my first weekend home all month coming up. So I'm excited. I'm exhausted. And and Um, you get a little bit of a break, though, too, don't you? Yeah. A day or two off or something? Yeah. Yeah. um, I'm fortunate enough I work for a place where we celebrate holidays. So I have a four-day weekend next week. So that'll be nice. Eat some leftover turkeys. And listen to a podcast I recorded, um, which we'll get into in a little bit. But, yeah. man, before we know, it's going to be Christmas, man. Um, we're probably already starting to spend all that money on the kids. <laughs> so, anyways, um, I, what are you drinking? Uh, I still got a bunch of that vino still left. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm drinking a lot of wine for November. Um I don't know. I guess I decided just just stay on the kick as well because uh, it was there. I mean, shit ton of bottles. It. Yeah, I mean, so hey, it, why why go drop some some bucks on a beer when I have vino? Mm-hmm. Why not? So yeah, right? it's pretty pretty right. good. Yeah, and, I mean, my shit's purple, but uh, come on, I mean, that's not so bad. I guess it makes it interesting. You know? Yeah, yeah very. brown. You can't have brown poop all the time. No, so. no, and then when you look down and you're like purple, all right, I guess I'll take it. it comes out smoother though, <laughs> you know. All the berries just help it, just you know, make it come out. It's pretty nice. Slides right on out. Nice. Oh yeah, um, yeah. So I, I've gotten to the point now where I, I think I'll actually successfully make it all the way through November, where every alcohol I've drank on this show is something that was provided to me by my buddy Adro. Um, I saw him again this past weekend. And uh, he gave me some more beer, which is perfect because I had ran out of the previous stuff he lo- he gave to me. Um, so this one comes to us from Shadow Puppet Brewing Company. I thought that was from way up there in the state of Jefferson. I'm wrong. I looked it up. It's from Livermore. Um, it's called the Lush Nectar Hazy IPA. It's a 6.3, pretty standard, single IPA. It's pretty AB. standard, huh? 
Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's a, like a sessions almost. Like mm. a sessions almost. Yeah. Uh, I can't taste any nectar, but it's definitely fruity. Do, so. you, do you taste the notes of uh, of um, grapefruit in that? Mm. No, I don't think there's any grapefruit in this one. Any pine? Think. A little bit of pine on the back end. Um, that really comes through. And well, basically throughout the throughout the course of this podcast, there's gonna be a lot of alcohol discussed because we are here. I'm getting a little vertigo watching our video feed. Sorry, <laughs> he sent me on a little journey there. Stash, stash, st- stash is—I uh, mean, yeah—I'm over here trying to uh, fix my stand because it got kind of weird. I thought I had it set up, but yeah, you know, technical difficulties as if we're starting off again in February. But I got it. I got it. <laughs> nice, dude. We're gonna approach one year pretty soon, man, brother. We we've we're, made it quite a long ways, uh, considering. And we'll end up with more than a year's worth of recordings, too. If you think one show a week is standard, then you would think 52, 52 um, episodes in one year. And we're currently this, this is a, well, we got 47 up. We got a few in the can that you are hoarding on us. Yeah, there are going to be bonus <laughs> episodes for, um, for, for the viewers for Christmas and December, you know, like our winter, oh, no. winter the, release. The, yeah. No, the one with Ginger needs to come out. I think that, that's not that a bonus. One? That's a, that's a regular show. That needs to be okay. That'll yeah. all right. I'll make I'll um, make it a point to get that out before the week's over. Then, and whatever so. one you did with another friend when I was busy. Um, that one that one kind of got weird. I have to like. Uh, <laughs> It got it's, weird. It's, yeah, I got. I'm gonna have to do that whole sit down for four hours and really put a little time into it because. Mm. Yeah, I got to make sure that it's it stays on track because you weren't you weren't there, and so you know no, my mind I, goes I, my mind goes ADHD, and then we weren't even on. Tra- I don't even know if we were even on track. I got to look at. I got to listen to it and make sure that <laughs> everything was kosher. Yeah. So, so yeah, so we are coming up on a year. You're right. We're not too far off, and we'll um, like I said, 52 would be like the normal number for one year. By the time we get there, especially with all the football shows that we still have left to do. Uh, we might be probably 70 or 75 by the time we hit the one-year anniversary, which is, you know, it's a lot of recording. We did our fair share amount of uh, over-obsessing with this, pissing off our wives about it. Um, mm-hmm. So we've kind of gone through the gamut. But um, so, anywho, um, so basically the reason why we're here tonight other than just catching up is uh, we recently went to Pennsylvania, which if you follow our uh, football side of things, um, you knew I went, and unbeknownst to me, I went there and I fell in love with sweet beer. I didn't know there was a sweet version of beer, but they seem to have it in abundance over there. So um, we're gonna get, kind of walk through my vacation, and if you want to call it that, it's more like a weekend getaway. What but is it with them in sweet beer? I mean, they're like uh, I thought well, it'd be more of like a pale ale type of place. Well, I'll just, yeah, I'll get into it. I'll, I'll go through the whole linear process of what happened and what was consumed at the time. So um, we left on whatever day the Friday was. I think it was the 8th. Um, got in late. So we were flying from Sacramento to Detroit to Erie. And when we landed, um, I'm not, a, I mean, I don't mind being in airports. I, I prefer to be early for the lack of uh, the stress involved. And yeah. if you're there early, then that means you can sit down and have a meal and several beers. 
Um, unfortunately, by the time we got to Sacramento and got through security, now the security itself wasn't a huge issue, but yeah, we left a little late, but we allowed for that. But we had to make an emergency stop at Walmart on the way up because we forgot to grab one of the bonus spare car seats from our moms. <laughs> our moms each have a car seat in their car for little Uppy, and I yeah. failed to remember to get one of them before we left, so we made a trip to Walmart to buy another one. So that that girl has one, four car seats and four different cars now. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so by the time we got up there, there was half an hour before our flight boards, and um, um, so we went to that one restaurant there that does serve alcohol, and we said, well, we have about half an hour. Can you get us in and out in half an hour? And the lady was very rude about it. She was like, food ain't getting out for 30 minutes. So we had to move all, move along. So no yeah. alcohol for me at the airport. Although I did, uh, we sat in Delta Comfort on the way to Detroit, so we got free booze from that. Yeah, I, that's I not so bad. On, I used it on a uh, did margarita. Yeah, I did the margarita mix. So um, had two of those on the way to Detroit, and then we got to Detroit. And we didn't have much time in like that airport. If, if you've ever been to it. Um, it's the Mac, McNamara Terminal. It's like A, B, and C, but A and B are together. And it's like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like this long, just like, they built it in just one straight line. And there's like 80 something gates. And it goes on forever and ever and ever. <laughs> yeah. And, but we had to get to C. So, like, you had to go walk all the way down A and B just to get to the little tunnel thing that connects them to. And we we're like, hustling our asses off because we thought we only had like 20 minutes and we get down there and I'm like reading emails and we got an email from Delta saying oh your flight doesn't leave till like midnight <laughs> oh. our, our flight is supposed to leave at like I don't know 9 something yeah like 9 I think it's supposed to leave at 9 and then by the time we got down to where we're supposed to be they had it figured out to where we were only going to leave 20 minutes late so nice. Then, so it wasn't so, that stressful then. And, what until we with, finally what got on the. What are you do with the little one? You know, jeez. So we found a place to get. Uh, they had a little play area, um, like little plastic houses for them to crawl around in. So she did that. We got some food. Um, I didn't want to, but my body said I had to go to the bathroom, so I went to the bathroom. And then <laughs> you hear the announcements in the bathroom. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And it was saying how oh the flight for whatever is finally taken off and also you hear, you, hear, you hear one guy say about time and then also you hear like two, four toilets flush at once yeah it's, everybody's it's like, everybody's getting ready to leave now huh like yeah everybody everybody taking a shit was ready for that flight so uh, so it was looking like we were gonna get in town only about twenty minutes late we get on the plane we get boarded. And I'm not kidding you, like, the flight from Detroit to Erie is maybe 30 minutes. It's not even a long flight. You just have to fly over Lake Erie. And we're about ready to leave, and they said, oh, you can use your cellular devices again because we don't have enough fuel. I'm like, I'm pretty sure you could fly on fumes and still get to Erie. Like, So we had to wait, like, another half an hour. So we were supposed to land in Erie at, like, 940. We didn't get into like, 1040. Um, it's 27 degrees and snowing outside. Um, 
I wasn't expecting it to be that cold, but the snow was a blessing in disguise because little Uppy's never really, she's never really been in it before, so. Did, did, okay, so did you allow her to make any snow angels while she was out there? No snow angels, but plenty of snowballs. Nice. And it was cute, like, um, so we made a trip to Walmart um, right right after we got a rental car and got our luggage, we we went to Walmart. Got her some gloves and a hat, or a beanie, if you will, and she's just loving it. Like, and this is a nice lake effect snow. This stuff is like just very soft and fluffy, very drifty. Just it goes. compacts really well for a snowball without getting you wet. Um, so it's a perfect snow, and she's just like, I'm gonna call brothers and tell them it's raining snow. <laughs> it's raining. <laughs> <laughs> then she'd be like, It's a perfect day to snow, and yeah. so she just had a blast. And then we. Um, so we went to Walmart, then we went to a thousand beers. We went on a beer run. Um, before I went in, I was asking Mrs. Eppie, he's like, well, what do you want me to get you? Like, we haven't gone through all of this for you to just not have unwind a and have, yeah. Yeah, have a brisket. She's like, yeah. surprise me. Cause you know, it's 20, like I said, it's 27 and snowing. So, I mean, Corona's kind of off the table, you know, at that <laughs> yeah. point. And yeah. She, she wasn't feeling too daring about me about uh, me taking a risk on a stout for her. So I went into a thousand beers, which uh, was first made famous on this show from the first time uh, Brent and Steve joined us. That's where they remotely recorded from. And I did the traditional thing. I got some Yingling lager um, because I don't know no better. I told myself my palate's changed. I won't like it anymore, but I still bought it anyways. Was it something you've had before? Or was it say? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, very much. It's very much like. Um, reminds you of your youth or something or what? If, well, you can only get it in ten states. I mean, if okay, you're in one of those well, ten sure. states, you get it. But um, it's very similar to a Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Just my palate just does not care for it very much anymore. Um, uh-huh. But I got Mrs. Uppy, I forget which brewery. I think it was Eagle Brewing or something. It may have been out of New York. It was banana bread beer, so hmm. got her some of that. So that, that kind of started the trend of the sweet beer, and it tasted a little watered down, but it was actually good. I mean, I give it that. It just it had that watered down taste, which a lot of cheaper stouts tend to have, where you can see where the flavor was meant to go. It just didn't quite get there. Yeah. <laughs> or they just added water at the end to fill more cans. I don't know, but... Um, so we did that, and then we just hung out at um, the Liberties. Um, they, they hosted us for the weekend, and uh, we let little Uppy stay up until about one, one a.m., which would be about ten, p- which would be ten p.m. here. But we normally don't let her stay up that late. And, yeah. Did um, she sleep? Did uh, was there any sleeping in? Um. Uh, the second day, which I mean, sleeping in um, as far as. Mm. Adjusted for time zone, no. Um, there wasn't any. Um, she was yeah. She was up pretty early the next day, I think. But we And we stayed up until 3. So I stayed up until 3 in the morning because I was just wired. I was like, man, I'm falling off yeah. of the airplane and sitting on my ass and uh, just having a good old time. And then yeah, the next morning. The boys, yeah. So. Right. So the next morning we got up kind of early. Like so, I went to bed at three. I was up about nine, and I was so fortunate enough that our friends, um, 
at Erie's favorite podcast. I think that's a new name now. They, they're kind of transitioning off of calling themselves Idiotville. Um, they got the studio to let us come in on a Saturday morning, so I was blessed to get to go down to their studio and record with them. And so when that show does get posted, it's for Thanksgiving. We did a Thanksgiving-themed um, podcast. Um, so I had another pooping story for that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But it wasn't nearly I, as good as the story Brent told, and I hope they, they're. I think they were threatening to make it like their first Patreon kind of thing, where if you pay for Patreon, they can hear the rest. And I hope they don't, actually, Cause it's because it's a good story. It, it was literally the, hands down, like the funniest fucking story I've ever heard. Like, I, I couldn't breathe. <laughs> like, yeah. Top five funniest stories I think I've ever heard in my entire life. It was and Brent, awesome. Brent's a good storyteller, so uh, it's gonna be kind of exciting to hear. He's yeah, one of the best storytellers. <laughs> like, like, like if we if we were in a world ever lost of like everything in this world of of like technology, mm-hmm. and all we had to do was tell stories over a campfire, he, he would he would be the history the books. Yeah, yeah, because you know, like. That story could have happened in my family, and it still would have been funny, but it wouldn't have been the same. His delivery and his way of just articulating and things just makes a huge difference. Like He has this other good story. Maybe we can get it out of him sometime about how he got drunk and ordered, like, 20 samurai swords. <laughs> you know, like, this is, like, the very early days of eBay and shit. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah, so he just told the story, and I just had a great time, and then I, I kind of got the full the full uh, purview of their life. And uh, so we went next door to Lavery's Brewing, uh, which is where they go every Wednesday evening after they record. And I had um, what was, I think their collective favorite beer, it's the uh, Zedulicon IPA. It's very mild. It's only 5.6 and 50 IBU. So it's not, it's not going to like, I don't know. It's just a very well done beer for a single IPA. It's it's one that you can mass produce and distribute, and ninety percent of IPA fans will love it. Um, so nothing stood out, but it was good, and it was also the beer of the month. So a pint was like three bucks. So not bad, not bad. So we did that, and then we headed out, and uh, so the plan after that, I, I don't even know what time we were finished, but we. Uh, any good well, food? Any good spots to eat at? Did you um, any, any good old creature getting, comforts? We're getting there. We're getting there. Um, so while we were doing that, Mrs. Eppy and Little Eppy were out to breakfast, and they went, excuse me, went out to the mall. So I said, hey, let's meet back up at the Liberty so we can head down to Meadville. And um, it took them a while to get to Mead, or back to the Liberty's place, but we were kind of... Um, we got sucked in, you know, Penn State and Minnesota were playing, and so we ended up watching more of that than we planned. So the original plan was to try to get down to Meadville, to Timber Creek, uh, mm-hmm. tapping table around 1. I don't think we made it till at least 3. <laughs> yeah. Two <laughs> um, hours we, later. We were, just, we were always just far behind. And then, uh, <laughs> so we got down there. Our, our super fan, uh, B. Rudd, is the man, I think I mentioned it, is the manager at Timber Creek tapping table in Meadville. And so I told him we were coming. We got there. We just got, like, the superstar treatment the entire time we were there um, by both him and our waitress. And 
see if I can try to fit it all in. So uh, because it's so close to dinner time, we didn't go with a regular lunch. But we did get, like, we did kind of did, like, finger foods just to kind of hold us over. And mm-hmm. we got the, uh, I think it's like pretzels and beer cheese. And their pretzels were spot on. Just, just uh, this, I don't know. It was the right saltiness, the right kind of cheese sauce. It was just amazing. And then we also got um, the pulled pork poutine. I'm trying to find I'm on their website right now. It was a pulled pork poutine. And I can't quite describe to you what poutine is other than I was told it's a Canadian thing. Um, it had pulled pork, obviously. It had French fries and some other stuff. But it was freaking delicious. So if that's all you were to know what Canadian cuisine is, then that's a good place to start. <laughs> um, so, yeah, here it is. So it's hand-cut fries, cheddar cheese curds, barbecued pulled pork, beer cheese, and jalapenos. And it was just amazeballs. Wow. And Sounds so, good. So on the beer side, so what we did is we got um, we got the, uh, oh, what do they call them? A flight. We got a flight of beer. They had eight beers on tap, so we got like, I don't know, like a three-ounce glass of all eight of them for only 10 bucks, which is actually pretty cheap considering what we get charged up here. Or flight, you might get like five beers, and it's like nine or ten. So the fact that we got eight for that price, I felt pretty fortunate for. And the one thing, and I told B-Red this, one thing that um, I was appreciative of, even the ones that weren't my thing, because... All right, perfect. All right. I froze for a second. Um, <clears throat> so even the ones I wasn't a huge fan of, um, I still found them to be drinkable, which doesn't always happen with beer you don't like, because there are just yeah. some that were styles that I just didn't care for. But um, So I had the Liberty Ale, which was the one that he was originally going to send to you, and it was very blonde ale-ish. <laughs> he probably would have liked it. I probably didn't. Um, Mrs. Uppy. Mrs. Uppy liked it. And then, <clears throat> she has a terrible palate, just like you. Oh, um, nice. So the fully loaded, which is the I one like, that he was going to send like to me, yeah. um, I really yeah, liked it. she's got good taste. Um, it's <laughs> a single IPA. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> um, I forget what the ABV on it was. It, it was pretty, again, it was a very basic single IPA. It was probably, without being able to see it in front of me, in the 6% range. Pretty standard for a single. But the one thing I liked about it is, and the, the thing I thought they did a really good job with it was that it uh, tasted and drank almost like a double. It was pinier and just cat pissier. Everything that makes a double a double, it kind of had those qualities, even though it was a single. And um, I thought that was a pretty impressive feat. Was it, was it far drier, too? I mean, because sometimes these doubles, they hit right, but... They can like leave you thirsty. Mm, I don't think so. Or was it smooth? Was it smooth? Was it smooth enough to hit all the other notes? I thought it was pretty smooth. Okay. I I like to try Um, that. I like to try it. So, and then see, Oktoberfest is pretty good. Um, Didn't get any extra of that, but I just remember there's three. So then there's a porter. I think it's a black bear porter. 
Um, mm-hmm. The most impressive thing I can say about this porter is Mrs. Uppy loved it. And Mrs. Uppy has never had a porter she liked before. So kudos to you. I also I actually also liked it because you know porters and stouts are almost in the same ballpark. Um, so the porter was great. They're like one ingredient away <laughs> from each other or something, you know. But, but the thing that just caught me by utter surprise is they had this one called Creco Lantern. Lantern apparently comes out around uh, Halloween. I was told the fact that it was still there that late into November was a huge surprise. So this beer, and I, I wish I had the description for you, and I don't, because I think they're already all out of it, because they were almost out of it when we were there. Uh, it kind of has a nutmeggy kind of quality to it, and they hmm. rimmed the glass with cinnamon and sugar, and it just works. This beer is completely sweet, especially with the sugar that you're getting off the rim of the glass. And it kind of cancels out that nutmegginess of the beer. So it's almost like an horchata. Maybe. Maybe. I, I don't know what kind of Spanish voodoo you're talking about here. But <laughs> You've had an horchata? You live in California. No, no, it's freaking the I'm most. White. No, I haven't. You, you've never had an horchata at a Mexican restaurant? They never gave you an horchata or jamaica? No. It's a, just Why a drink. Why would I do that? that? Could... I get a burrito and I get a soda. Or a Corona. No, you got to get an horchata or jamaica sometimes every once in a while when you have can't you get a beer. The, have you seen the, my because skin color? Does You live in the valleys of valleys that, that would have like probably some of the best horchatas in the world. Okay. All right. You have a listener's challenge. You're going to have to get yourself an horchata on your break no. somehow on your couple of days off. No, probably not. Uh so it was great. So I actually ordered more of that one, and then I ended up getting a growler of it. And I spent the big bucks on that growler. I got the special one because they have the standard ones that we've all seen, but it was actually clear glass, which was kind of odd looking because <laughs> you don't see clear glass growlers, but theirs was. But I got the fancier one. Um, I was like, I, this, this can make it home safely. So I got the fancier one. I paid extra for it. And um, so I got it with a Creco lantern, and um, so it came time to leave, and I was getting impatient. So I didn't wait for my server, so I took my um, my bill directly to B-Red, and the waitress didn't seem to like that, that I did that. I was like, well, I, I didn't see you anywhere, and I just wanted to pay my bill real quick. So he actually gave me 10 bucks off, so that helped. <laughs> it softened the blow yeah, a little nice. bit, but... Um, yeah. So we are in the table, so so we are, because it's called Timber Creek Tapping Table, so they have like two little houses, and so we are in the restaurant portion. On the other side, um, there's a just a, like a bar area, and in the bar area, they have a glass floor where you can actually oversee the brewery. So that was pretty neat, and um, <clears throat> uh, other fun things that happened there, um, so at one point... Uh, Green Day was on the radio. And I was like, sweet, Green Day. Nice. And he, B-Red walks around. He says, I'll be, I had them play Green Day for you. And then a little while later, there's Creed. <laughs> Creed was playing. Ugh. And I remembered Brent was just like, uh, he was like, oh, I wonder if they're playing this for me. And then sure enough, B-Red walks around and he goes, Brent, I'm playing, I had them play Creed for you. So it's just funny. It's just, we got like this extra level, like almost, 
dare I say it, superstar level attention and um, uh, service. And it, it was quite nice. Um, it was probably the closest I'll ever be to being a quote-unquote celebrity. So it was just nice. awesome just the attention. And then I remember Mrs. Epi gave it the best compliment I think she could. She said, I wish we had a place like this around here. So I told him if they ever expand locations, they should look into expanding to Modesto. Trust us, it'll work. <laughs> so <clears throat> you'll get you'll get a lot of traffic in the right. area. So then, briefly, because by then we're running really behind schedule, so we stopped by real quick to Brent's little brother's house. He didn't live too far away. Um, they had just had a baby girl recently, so we went over to their house for about <clears throat> half an hour and held the baby and all that fun stuff oh. and. It was just super cute, and it was nice to talk to them and catch up because we hadn't seen them in two years as well. But then we got to realizing the rental car had to be back in about 40 minutes, so <laughs> we jetted back up to here. Yeah, you had yeah. that issue. Well, I, had I known that um, the place was already closed when we got up there, like you had to do some sort of self-drop-off kind of thing, um, we probably wouldn't have rushed it so much, but... Um, so then after we got the rental car taken care of, we met up with uh, Steve Castle and his daughters for dinner. Um, unfortunately, Dill Spears couldn't make it. but So we were going to go to Permantis for dinner. That didn't work out because everyone apparently had the same idea we did. So we ended up at a place called Fox and Hound, which seems pretty cool. Um they, they too, also had a pretty good beer list. Because that's kind of the reason why we were going to go to Permantis was the beer list and happy hour. Um, yeah. Fox and Hound had a huge list of just, like, uh, they had a huge beer list, too, but they don't, don't have very attentive waitresses. Um, the joke, if you just listen to Erie's favorite podcast from this week, they were joked about how they're still waiting for the waitress to come back. And that's pretty true. Yeah. <laughs> because, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it wasn't that high quality of a restaurant that we should have been there for as long as we were. Because I think we were there for over two hours. And while there, I had three beers. Uh, two of the same one. So the first one I started off with was Yingling's uh, Hershey Stout. Um, as it, it is as it's described. I liked it because I, I do like stouts that have a nice chocolatey or coffee type flavor to it. And... This one delivered. And um, then I. Then there's the one. I'm pulling up the picture of it. It really blew me away. It's, let's see. And I, it also had that really sweet thing going on. So it's from Rusty Rail. And it's called Luminous. And it's a golden stout with white chocolate and macadamia. And let me tell you, it sounds, based on description, absolutely disgusting. But if you were to take cream soda and make it alcoholic, that's what this was. I'd, I'd try it. At least one. With no hint of alcohol. Like, I didn't get a hint of alcohol in it. It just tasted like cream soda. <laughs> and it just blew me away, so mm. I had two of them. 
I'd give it a try. And so then after you said, cre- I like I've had I haven't had a cream soda in a long time, but I'd give it a try. And then after that, um, we went back to Brent's place. Uh, Steve Castle came with us for a little bit. We busted open the uh, growler of the Creek Lantern, and that's one of those ones where what I did learn is having and actually a pint is. It's only where if you got a growler of it, you'd be having, like, a pint of it for, like, four days. Because um, it works well having 16 ounces of it, but I went back to have a second one. It just didn't drink as well. But, yeah. Pour, didn't pour right? No, it pours right. It's just, you just you, your palate can only handle so much of that one flavor. So that mm-hmm. was that. And then Sunday we went to the Browns game. The beer I had there was, uh, what... Standard issue stadium beer. It was uh, yeah. It was Michelob Ultra, I think. That's what I was stuck with, and then that was it. So there we go. That was my uh, beer trip. <laughs> it sounds eventful. Yeah. That was a lot to do in those man. Did you come back needing a day off? Because I'd I'd be well, I'd I luckily I'd I luckily had one because uh, Veterans Day was Monday, so I did have a day off, but. Oh, you got lucky. Mm. Did you take a nap at all? I would have took a I fucking did, nap. Actually, because I mean, by the time we got home, it was about two in the morning. Went straight to bed. The the little one was still up around seven, and I think probably around ten or eleven, I fell asleep. And I'm not even sure. I'm not even no, sure for yeah, how long, yeah. but I did. <laughs> so yeah, you're like forget it. Yeah. yeah. Damn, sounds like you had, a, you had a good time. That's what you're supposed to do on these little 48-hour turnarounds or 72-hour turnarounds. I would not suggest going that far for a weekend getaway, but that's what we did. And um, So I just remember walking out of the Browns game after they won and uh, <laughs> and little, little up ease yeah. of sleep, so we're carrying her out of the stadium. And I, just, I went turned to Mrs. Eppy, and I was just like, Thank you for going along with this because there really was no reason to do this. <laughs> She's like, there wasn't, but yeah, it worked out. So, yeah, yeah that was nice. That was a good, a good time. Even though the Browns did what they always do, win, but it was still they nice. won. I mean, how is that a bad thing? They're not. There's not much more out of it. They're going to come just like the Chargers. You take it up as what it is. Now and you go on to the next unlike week. Unlike the Chargers, we have a favorable schedule. We won four days later. We have the Dolphins this week. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't. I don't. We I don't still see have it to face. We still have to face the Bengals twice and the Cardinals. I just like honestly, yeah. we're probably nine and seven when it's all said and done. See, but the Browns, I, the Browns are to me are like um, what the Miami were when um, they got LeBron James and everybody else, the triple threat. Mm-hmm. And it took them a couple mm. years, and then all of a sudden they were finally mm. like on fire. That's how I see yeah. the. That's how I see the Browns coming mm. out. It's going to take a couple years, and then that one year, it's going to be like unstoppable. Everything's going to fall into place, oh. you know. Yeah. So, but sit there and say they're not going to win again this year is a little bit mm. ridiculous, given they're playing the Dolphins this week. Yeah, but the team that has the and they got the least to lose <laughs> is sometimes the hardest to get by. Look at look what you happened. You say that it's not always true. I mean, there's still a talent disparity there, but <laughs> very true. I give you that much. You got a lot of talent on your team, so. which are good for fantasy points, though too. Sometimes, yeah, absolutely. And uh, 
We will definitely be getting more into football in two days when we record our football show for this week. Did you want to quickly so. touch on the Astros uh, cheating scandal thing or anything? I mean, I know you're a baseball fan, so. Nah, we'll let the cards fall where they may and just laugh at their punishment <laughs> when they get it. Laugh? There's not much of a punishment in baseball from what I've been reading now. I oh, thought there's gonna be one. I thought I thought it's I thought it was more defining in their punishment, but I don't know. I mean, losing losing money and draft picks is that such a really big punishment in baseball? Mm. Versus vacating a, a a championship? No, only the NCAA would do that. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I feel like maybe like uh, NFL, uh, the professional sports league should do vacating of, of you know, if, they, if you're caught cheating in that type of act, then right, you know, then really, then it should be something that they should really look at. But everything um, is money little, in Vegas. When Vegas says things should happen, things should happen. So, well, there's a lot of people who also believe that if you're not cheating, you're not trying. So, who knows. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, sports is like one of the last few things I I just feel like it's um one of the last few good things, you know, where you're like, "Hey, can we have some like straight honesty of like effort?" You know, like I I get mm-hmm. there's a game to play. I get that, you know. Yeah. You're going to play the game, you're going to figure out the game, and that's that's the game of it, right? But like straight out just technic just using technology to whole violate this whole thing, then mm. why then why even have a a game then just allow it and then allow performance enhancing drugs and mm-hmm. everything else and do it as well. So, right. You know, if you're going to compensate for one cheating, that's compensated with performance enhancing drugs. And then that's compensated with using tar and other means, mm-hmm. you know, to, you know, game the system as well. So I don't know. Fair point. You know, I'm just, I don't know, I've, I've been kind of reading into it and watching all the YouTube videos and everything. So, I, I love. Is that all they? Is that all they're going to do? Is find them and? Well, that's them what they did to the Yankees. The yeah, Yankees. the Yankees never did something like this, though. Yeah. No. Um, see, they used technology. They used. Uh, they used Apple watches. So. Mm. Yeah, but there's also more out there that it may. It actually may even get down to the point of, do the ticket holders have a, um, a standing ground to sue? Uh, because they didn't get what they paid for. So, you know, there's always that as well. There's all these little legal aspects that are going to come out of it. So, right. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if just losing money and, um, you know, spots for draft picks is enough um, to deter people. No, but to deter what do you do? Cheating. Yeah, yeah well, it really enhanced your, really gives some teeth to your, to your, your bylaws and your constitution that govern mm. your, you know, to pre- to yeah. prevent cheating. Um, I I get I get that uh, for por- like performance enhancing drugs and and things that are like really player oriented, like let's say using um, tar or you know messing with the ball and stuff. Mm-hmm. That that yeah. should be you know something that's very player specific. But when it gets down to like what just happened, then maybe it should be. Um, something more wide. the The net should be cast a little bit wider on the on the discipline mm-hmm. issue. I should say. Sure. 
you yeah. know, because how many people knew and then how big of an impact did you really have on the outcome of the game? Even right. let's say performance was bad, even if say performance was subpar, but if they didn't have that, what performance would have been subpar as well? You know, could they could could there have been enough okay performance to mitigate it? Eh, mm-hmm. You don't know, right? But just now yeah. the fact that we know for they've cheated and they use technology to cheat to game the system beyond the game itself, then then it's dirty. It's trash. Well, I'll be interesting to see what MLB does and then this can be um the complete fallout. <laughs> I mean there's a lot of unique things that you know, I mean, I'm sure Houston's not the first team to do what they did. Perhaps yeah. maybe Maybe at least on the scale in which they did it. So it'll be interesting to see how MLB handles it and at the same time also dealing with new things happening and what to do with it, you know, especially what happened in the Browns-Steelers game in football. Um, You had a unique incident that there's still kind of punishments have been handed down, but now there's going to be the appeals process and stuff. So um, certainly the CBA is going to have to get rewritten. Um, because <laughs> the punishment the ML, uh, the NFL handed down to Miles Garrett seems absolutely fair, <laughs> you know. I'm a, and I'm a Browns fan. Um, yeah. We'll probably get into this with Thirty Dan, but the, the thing is, the CBA just says if you use a helmet as a weapon, then it's just a 15 year penalty and automatic first down, not an indefinite suspension. Which you know he's going to argue for in his. In his appeal, yeah. So, and I would as yeah, well. No. Um, I was, you know, if I was yeah. his rep, I would argue as well. Like, this is beyond the CBA. Be. Yeah. And the, the, you know, the thing is, I don't think he'll end up with any less games by doing it. But what they're going to do is force them to give him a number. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, mm-hmm. I would have, I would have truly expected him to be back on the football field at the beginning of next year. And I'm pretty sure they'll sit there and say six games plus playoffs this year if you make it. Yeah. And then he'll be back. So I his mean, season might be done. But again, I, yeah, his probably yeah, is. Yeah, most likely. I would say ninety percent of season is done, and then and then mm. move into okay. Well, you're going to play yeah. for the rest of the year. But then it's also going to go into compensation and everything else that mm. so within the CBA, so that he gets paid or doesn't get paid. So. We'll see, mm-hmm. but the whole like opinionated sportscaster and this whole issue always it just always irritates me on on a, like a lot of the sports issues. It's because mm-hmm. like a lot of people will come on and say, "I've never seen this before," and it's like, "Well, you've never really watched like Hard Knocks or don't follow the teams, yeah. you know, behind the scene type of stuff." There's it's it's a physical sport, and you get a lot of guys together being physical with each other. These things happen even on your own team, you know. People yeah. fight each other. You exactly. Know? There's there's been more than one former NFL player that come out and said, "Yeah, this may have never happened in an actual game, but this happens in training camp pretty quickly. all the time." Yeah, this is nothing new. So this, yeah, exactly, and and, and then the whole stupid take of oh he should go to jail, um, he should be banned for life. I mean, Albert Hainsworth like tore dude's helmet off and stomped him in the face, and he got five mm-hmm. games for it. Yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Which was quite possibly one of the dirtiest things. And Nadama can sue, like, would stomp yeah, on people's crotches. Yeah. Um, you know, and I get it. What he did was bad. No doubt about it. Like, you should not swing a helmet 
even if they do look like Mason Rudolph looks, even if they do support MAGA and Tommy Lauren, like Mason Rudolph does, yeah. um, he didn't deserve what happened to him. Um, however, I just don't want to hear it from Steelers fans who uh, had no problem celebrating the career of people like Heinz Ward who did dirty shit or people who, like James Harrison who made a habit of like taking Browns players out with helmet to helmet hits. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, remember, that's this, just the one fan base. That's the one fan base they just don't want to hear it from. This is like and on the I same know. level of like <laughs> of like when they had kill lists. Remember when they when we, mm-hmm. when we found out that they were they had lists of people that they were going to generally go mm-hmm. for. This is on the yeah. same level. This is this this you know intentional. It's intentionality of it. There, there's intentionalness mm-hmm. to hurt the person to bring him out of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. That's what it comes down to. Okay, so you're not used to seeing this sort of level of violence in your in this sport. Mm-hmm. The level this level of violence exists in UFC. Like they're they literally these guys <laughs> right. are trying to knock them knock the other person out. You know, by right. by almost any means necessary. So I I, I hate this whole pundit class of mm-hmm. I've never seen this and this is if people should yeah. go to jail. Mm, I don't know. He's it's never just, going to jail. Well. And Mason Rudolph was never going to take a legal action because the NFLPA would never would have allowed it. Um, because you, you can't open up the door. <laughs> Imagine trying to shut that door if they open it to where they allow players to potentially sue other players for what they did on the football field. They're not going to open that Pandora's box ever. There already, so. there already might be a clause somewhere that I think we may have to go through, where there, you know, like a waiver, like hey, you can't. You can't bring these type of criminal acts mm. employment-wise, you know? Like, you're in a violent sport. Like, you're going to get mad because he pushed you too hard and you fell into the camera mm. guy and then now you're going to sue him for assault and battery because then he called you right. a bitch right afterwards, you know? <laughs> like, right. you, can't, you know, like, what are you, what are you going to do? Like, play the freaking game, you know? But, you exactly. know, but we weren't on the field, though, as well. So you don't know what he was saying. You don't know what what the feeling was as well, because we're just armchair quarterbacking the whole situation. So, you know, and I, I, I think that uh, I hope everybody appeals and that when all the cooler heads prevail, because on the appeal process from the CBA agreement, all those guys are paid both by the NFL and, and the players union. Um, and they're all former mm-hmm. players, so you know it's like shit. We've seen this. You know, you're yeah. being judged by yeah. your peers. So, I, and I can't imagine um, any. I mean, some. I, I can't imagine o- Ogunjobi got one game. I don't see that changing to zero games. Um, although all he did was push Rudolph, but he didn't really um, push him. He he, he put uh, his body in the way. But anyways, yeah, yeah okay, Ru- I can Ru- see Ru- that Ru- one. Ru- Rudolph took a knee from his own teammate, which was probably way worse. But I, yeah. I won't. All right, I, I will admit I watched that replay a hundred times of him getting pushed and him calling Ogan Joby a bitch. bitch. Yeah, and I giggled every time. <laughs> Like so, um, Pouncey <laughs> might Pouncey might get his down from three to two, but I doubt it. Um, he's lucky to only get three for what he did. And yeah, leave it at three. I, I mean, don't Miles, even fight it. Yeah, I think Miles will get the same amount of games he was going to get. They're just going to actually define what the punishment is. So, yeah. Um, and I, I think the NFL did punish Mason Rudolph and the Steelers by not suspending him. Because I actually think the Steelers would be better if he didn't play. So, 
There you have it. <laughs> Put him back out there and let him get his ass knocked around again for uh, <laughs> I think I think that <laughs> Duck game. Dynasty guy is better. I, I think the Duck guy is better. So yeah, yeah, putting him back out there. But I didn't he get fined anyway? Some monetary? Yeah, he got you. So so he probably like, did deserve. He did deserve one game, I think. But yeah, he he, he still instigated fine. it a little. If you're gonna instigate it a little, yeah. and then and then cry foul, you know, then come on, you you, you got to get one. Try game. telling that to a Steelers fan. They don't understand. He he did he and, and okay so everybody I I'm a Browns fan, but I'm not like the Browns fan. So people know mm-hmm. I you know like I I I see it a little bit more objectively. But he should have gotten something mm-hmm. a little bit more out of it because he did do yeah. he he was part of it. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. you you can't be like I was just I was just in the pocket, man. I didn't do nothing, MAGA. You know <laughs> Tommy Lawrence it's Bush League. Yeah Bush League. You know. Whatever, stupid. No. It's all right. Yeah, I, hope, yeah. I hope he gets sacked. I hope he's out there playing and gets his ass sacked again and feels mm. it. You know, it'd be fun. It'd be fun to see them lose to Cincinnati this week. I could hope the Bungles beat them. It'd be awesome. Yeah, it'd I be really laugh. nice. Oh, it'd be really nice to, again. Just just to add salt into the wound. You know, that's how I see it. <laughs> well, well. Um, I think that's a good place to leave it for tonight, especially since we got a football show we're doing in two days. And uh, I'm pretty sure um, we'll get into this debate again. Um, <laughs> Stash, with Stash as my witness, Dirty Dan took an extreme uh, exception to what Miles Garrett did. And I responded the way I pretty much did tonight. Um, well, I didn't say it tonight, but I'll just say what my reaction was is that, hey, you know. Having dealt with what uh, James Harrison did to us for years and how the Steelers just bullied us for years, I don't like that Garrett did what he did, but it was nice for us to kind of bully them for a change. And he was just like, how dare you, sir? I was like, I said what I said. <laughs> so, it was so. it was fun to watch, you know, mm. a, a team collapse the way they did on their mm. O-line. So because so, you're, like, cause you're uh, like, wow, this is bad for them. So. Right. So, all right. Well, with that said, we're going to end it for tonight. We'll be back soon. And uh, until next time, we wish you a good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Hello, everyone. Uppy here. Um, we are here again with my daughter, little Uppy. You want to say hi? Hi. Hi. Um,. Now, you just told me off-air that you were already a star. Do you say that because we went to Pennsylvania and we went to Timber Creek and you were addressed as the famous little uppy? Did that happen? Can you say yes or no? Yeah. Yeah? No. <laughs> no, that didn't happen? People didn't call you little uppy? No, I think they did. Because um, you say it so cutely. Can you say Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Um, did you have fun in the snow? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, get your thumb out of your mouth. What's your favorite part about the snow? Um. Um, throwing snowballs. Throwing snowballs was your favorite. How many did you throw? Four. <laughs> she says four, but honestly, she probably threw by I don't know at least thirty. You you just couldn't get enough of it, huh? Did you like being cold? Mm-hmm. 
Mm-mm. No, the cold part doesn't isn't fun either. Um, did we go to a football game? Whose team did we go see? Mommy or Daddy's? Mommy's. No, try again. Daddy's. Daddy's. <laughs> What's Daddy's team? Uh, orange. Orange. <laughs> Good enough. Good enough for me. And um, what else? Did you like anything else about Pennsylvania? Um. Did you like the kitty? Yeah. Yeah. There was a new kitty. She didn't like people. The new kitty didn't like people. I think she's talking about. I think it's kitty's name is Cake. Is that the kitty's name, Cake? Which kitty are you best friends with? Um. Uh, um. Two kitties. Marcellus. Yeah. Yeah. The other kitty was mean, though, right? Yeah. yeah, Orange Kitty is the devil. No one likes Orange Kitty. Um, Clem is not a favorite of people, and people are not uh, too fond of Clem either. Um, did you like um, Lady Liberty? Was she fun? Did yeah. she do makeup with you? Yeah. Do you want to say anything to her? Yeah. What do you want to say? Yeah. Say thank you for a fun time or anything? Thank you for... <laughs> awesome and then uh big announcement are we gonna have your birthday party in pennsylvania next year yeah it's gonna be at that bowling place yeah is that where you want your birthday party yeah yeah so if you're in the erie area next june when we're gonna be there again we will be celebrating little uppy's birthday and also she shares a birthday with Brent and Liberty's son, Smart Dumb. So we'll be having a joint birthday party in June. So um, lastly, let's finish up. Do you, Are you ready for Thanksgiving next week? Yeah. Yeah? Um, what's your favorite part of Thanksgiving? Uh, snow. Snow. Well, we don't get snow in California. We keep telling you this. Uh, do you like the turkey? Do you like eating turkey? Mm-hmm. Yes. And are you ready for Christmas next month? Mm-hmm. Can you tell everyone what you want for Christmas? I'm a shelf. You want a shelf? What kind of shelf? A Christmas shelf. You want a Christmas shelf for Christmas. Um, she is a kind of kid, so she is three and a half years old, and if she sees a commercial for anything on TV, she'll immediately say, I want that. So uh, if anyone want to donate to her Christmas joy, literally buy her anything, and uh, you can contact me, and I'll give you our address. And I truly don't expect you to do that, but if you wanted to, Feel free, because she wants everything. So, um, did you want to sing on the way out? Do you want to sing a little ditty? Ditty. <laughs> Do you want to sing anything for the audience before we sign off? Mm. No? All right, she doesn't want to sing today. She was singing before we hit record. And with that said, we wish you good afternoon, good evening, and good night. <laughs>